All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. jump into this one uh gang right before i started recording i had to hawk a big motherfucking loogie and it made me think of my aunt mary hashtag she wasn't a lady I, i'm getting these memories of sitting in that front yard on cody street and i can still she would just sit there in those fucking lawn chairs and uh the wig was on one leg would be on the fucking arm of the chair. She just sit there with that cheap fucking beer and hawk this big ass loogie and spit it across the fucking yard. And Chris, (laughs) go get me another beer. I was like, fuck me. And I'm laughing. And it also made me think of, uh, so when we switched hands business wise, we, we became an actual company with like managers and an HR department and all that other good stuff. And I remember we had to take a sexual harassment course. That, that's pretty standard. And it was a good course. But there was two things about that that I still, it makes me laugh to this day. One, at the end of the course, we all had to sign contracts saying that we would not rate anyone that we work with or work around. I was like, I'm just assuming that was for insurance, right? Because it's kind of like asking someone, you know, did you pack your own bags when you go to the airport? Okay, if you took the time to come up with the mastermind plan to blow up a fucking plane, the person working for 17 bucks an hour at the TSA center, you're not going to get thwarted by a simple fucking question, right? And not that I would hope y'all know me well enough to know that I would never touch anyone inappropriately, but I was like, oh, wow, a, a contract that says that I'm not going to rape anybody. Okay, so I signed it. Fuck, it's part of my job. But the other part was at the end of the uh, sexual harassment class, I remember them saying, what was it? Uh, oh, if you wouldn't say it in front of your grandmother, right, d- don't say it. And I, I, I actually laughed out, out loud. And it's like, okay, we, we, it shows how good some of your lives may have been. And hey, y'all should know, again, you know me well enough by now. Sexual harassment, bad. Sexual touching without permission, bad. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about if my mom was sitting in that room, right? And if the worst thing you said to Virginia Leonard, who actually the anniversary was her de- of her death was last week, long live my mom. But if the worst thing my mom heard growing up was, hey, sugar tits, she would have laughed. <laughs> she, she was born in the early 1900s, gang, in, in a town in Louisiana about the size of my fucking kitchen. She did not go 15 minutes of her life, her entire life, without being called nigger, girl, being subjugated, raising other people's kids. And so I I got the message. I 100% got the message, but I I had to giggle because you're just like, hey, look, if if the worst thing my mom heard was babe (laughs) from a coworker, holy shit. She was like, this is a great day, but keep your hands to yourself. 
Sexual harassment isn't funny. Let's move on. So as I was driving home today, gang, I, I was sitting there and I, I always like having something on YouTube playing to help, you know, keep my mind occupied, especially now. And I accidentally hit a clip because apparently this is what my YouTube feed thinks I want, probably because it does. Uh, fuck face Tucker Carlson. Y'all know how much I love that asshole. And I've said before, this guy has made a tremendous living, by the way. He's rich as fuck. But um, he, he's, he made a living by asking intellectually lazy people softball-level questions. Right. And again, and it's you ever notice how he never has an expert on, right? How many people have died from the vaccine? Okay. You know how many people with medical licenses who are infectious disease experts would line up to get on Fox because they have fucking an enormous uh, viewership? Tucker Carlson is the most watched host, not on Fox, but of all nighttime television. You know how many doctors would love to get on there and answer actual questions? But again, all he does is lob softball questions to people he knows in advance. They're not going to look up the answers. He just wants to gin up a whole bunch of fear, gets people's piss nice and hot so they can stay angry. So I figured we'd have a little bit of fun with that today. We're going to do the Tucker fuckface, Mac Klansman, McNeil, Mac, fuck you, Mac, fuck me, Mac, fuck everyone who likes him. Fuck, 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 Tucker Carlson. He's a sack of shit. So the resident expert on Tucker Carlson is actually Tucker Carlson. I'm going to ask softball level questions that Tucker Carlson, the expert, could answer. But he's not here. So we are going to do to Tucker on not serious topics what he does to everyone else on serious topics. So I'm going to try and channel my inner asshole, my inner bigot, and I'm going to try and sound just like Tucker, fuckface, fuck him, fuck you, Abercrombie Winthrop, Sir Lord the Fifth, the Third, fuck him, Carlson. All right, so here we go. All right. You ready for this, gang? Tucker, does it bring you shame to have a micro penis? How many times a month do you Botox your scrotum? I actually don't know. I'm just asking questions. How often do you step out behind your wife's back to be mounted by six foot seven inch? 350 pound man with a furrow pelt whose name is Bruticus with a dick the size of a wine bottle. How often do you let him plunge it in your butthole with no lube? I don't know, Tucker. I actually just want to know. Are you ashamed of having a scat fetish? Have you ever in your entire pathetic life ever been responsible for a woman's orgasm? I don't know, Tucker. I'm just asking honest questions. Now, the fucked up thing is, gang, I'm not getting paid $25 million a year to ask those stupid ass questions, but Tucker Carlson is. So again, gang, I'm going to keep on this 
because I truly believe that Fox News is a big portion of what's wrong in this country. Again, if you think I'm bullshitting, go look at their viewership numbers. I told y'all, get that shit off your subscription. Actually, fuck me, I forgot to put this one in the show notes. We're going to hit this one a little bit. That's actually a tremendous lead-in. Goddamn, I'm getting good at this. And because I'm getting good at this, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. Fox-itis. Fox-mania. Have y'all heard of this shit? It's along the same lines of that, uh, that fucker. I can't remember the little asshole's name. I did not prep for this show appropriately. But you know I'm going to wing this shit anyway. He committed a crime. I even want to say it was murder. His mother put his ass on a plane to Mexico so he could avoid uh, any legal issues. Y'all remember that asshole? And when he gets back to the United States, excuse me, that was disgusting. Hashtag I just belched. The lawyer that represented him said he had affluenza, that he was so rich that he did not know the gravity of his crime. Y'all remember that bullshit? God damn. Oh, fuck me. That made me feel gross inside. It's found out what the little asshole did. All right, my emotional support system still here. Say hello, emotional support. There she is. All right, here we go. We Let's keep going. So this fucker had affluenza. He was too rich to understand the gravity of his crimes. Gang, when I heard that shit, I literally had to sit down and say, fuck me. Because for someone who didn't grow up with shit, that was just the biggest fucking excuse ever. I mean, fuck me. George Floyd was murdered because he was accused of having a fake dollar, uh, $20 bill. This asshole killed people and apparently was too rich to know that was bad. But this one of these assholes that stormed the Capitol on January the 6th claimed that he suffered from Fox mania. Now, believe it or not, gang, I'm not actually going to jump in on him that hard, but fuck him. He's still responsible for his actions. Now, you guys can't see me, but if you've seen my Twitter videos, that uh, shirt that says Body by Bacon, it's red. I'm wearing that right now. You want to know why you call this red? Because you were taught that this is red. Now, you're going to laugh at this, but I'm not even close to bullshitting. Enough repetition with someone that manipulative. You will, and if that person tells you that this is black, you will start saying it's black. Now, firsthand experience, like I took, I'll never tell you guys I was the greatest football player ever. I wasn't, but I also didn't suck balls. I was recruited by a great many colleges. I signed with the University of Texas. Now, in 1993, there was a shakeup. I got a new, not only head coach, I got a new position coach. Now, every morning for six, uh, for a, almost two years, year and a half, six days a week, every single morning, I'm talking before the sun rose, every single morning I saw this coach, my new position coach, and every single morning he insulted me. He told me how bad I sucked. I have no idea how you got to Scott every single morning. And it was just this slow drip of negativity to the point gang. Yeah, I'm, I can be kind of a confident ass dude. I don't think I'm egotistical, but I know what I'm good at. 
After a while, I remember sitting there like, how did I get a fucking cut? I suck ass. Wait. And then I started to question the quality of the school, right? It's like, maybe UT is just where shitty people go to play football, right? And I remember that the, uh, I had had enough. And I bullshit you not. This man broke me down to tears on more than humiliated me. It didn't start out that way. That's the way it got to. Now, my biggest fan, my mom, I still remember her telling me one day, enough is a fucking enough, right? It, it, fight him. Kick his ass. She got tired of hearing me bellyache, and she straight up told me, whip his ass. And it all came to a head. He insulted me in the middle of a practice. I yelled so loud that practice came to a fucking halt. And I was pretty much, yo, this is how this is going to work out. You're going to talk about it or you're going to be about it? Pick one. Guess what he chose? My point is, gang, you can be mentally conditioned. You can be mentally abused. Slow drip of shitty information makes a fucking difference. So I'm not shitting on this dude for that. He, again, he apparently he lost his job due to COVID, and he sat in front of fucking Fox News. And that slow drip of bullshit got into his head, and he was one of these idiots that stormed the Capitol. I am not shitting on him necessarily for uh, being influenced by a shit news station. But here's the thing, gang. I've said this before on Twitter, my Twitter videos. I said it here, and I'm saying it now. Your mistakes are only as severe as the damage they cause. This is why I always tell y'all, when a cop fucks up, people fucking die. When the janitor fucks up, there's smudges on the mirror. Huge difference. This dude was influenced by fake fucking Fox News. And he stormed the Capitol. I'm not shitting on him for having his mind fucking Jedi mind tricked to doing shitty things. He was influenced by a station full of hate-filled, xenophobic, racist bigots. And then he tried to go and wreck shop on January the 6th. I do, I, 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 I'm not going to shit on him for being mentally conditioned. I am going to shit on him for doing what he did. January the 6th, your grandchildren will read about that in history books the way we read about Battle of the fucking Alamo. This was a fucking disgrace. So again, fuck Fox News, fuck Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, and all the idiots who sat there and continue to stoke the fires of fucking hate. I, I, I cannot bash these assholes enough. But for today, that's enough. We're moving on. All right. This is actually, gang, th this next one's going to be hard for me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Now, yesterday, ep in yesterday's episode, I said, you cannot judge yesterday's morality by today's standards. I still stick with that. I, I really, really do. And this topic came up when I was talking to a friend today at work. 80s movies. Y'all remember those things? Remember how much we fucking laughed our asses off? And again, I, I always give today's kids the fucking finger. You have no idea how easy you got it. Fuck you and your internet porn. You had to renegade that shit when I was a kid if you wanted to jerk one. Fucking watch Porky's, see a tit, run to the bathroom with your eyes closed, try to hold that visual. Fuck y'all. Y'all are spoiled. You have no 
idea how good it is. But here's the thing about the 80s movies, gang. As much as we laughed at 80s movies, they were fucking terrible. They absolutely were. Here's the thing. It glorified rape. It not only glorified rape, it told you, it taught us that that is how you get the girl. I mean, I bullshit you not. If these stories, and some of them kind of similar, have ended up in my self-defense classes, let me tell you something. I would sit that lady down, and I would as professionally tell her as I possibly could, you were raped. That is not okay. It is not okay. And again, those stories that made us laugh in 1985, now that I'm sitting here listening to women tell me damn near the same thing, it enrages me. And again, we laughed our asses off. And this is why I'm I'm not conflicted. I, I, I truly believe I'm right when saying what I'm saying. But Porky's. Revenge, we laughed at all that shit, and it was 100% wrong. Now, what I mean, I, I'm thinking of like Revenge of the Nerds first, right? By today's standards, forget the sexual uh, uh, misconduct. That was bullying. We laughed at it, but by today's standards, if a kid was treated like that in school, I mean, fuck me. Have you guys seen what happens? To bully victims now, it's a bad ending. That kid sometimes doesn't see the next day. And again, fuck me. I feel terrible bashing the movies that we all laughed at. Matter of fact, I need a little bit of liquid courage. Hold on. You know what time it is. Ah, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So again, I, I am I am conflicted because I am talking shit about what used to bring me pleasure and what probably brought a lot of y'all pleasure. We laughed at all those fucking movies. But I actually, I'll start off with this one with Revenge of the Nerds. Y'all remember during uh, the fair when, because it was after they invaded uh, the sorority house and the cameras and everything else. Here comes a belt, hashtag unprofessional. Now I had to get that one out. They took a picture of Betty, the head cheerleader, when she turned over in bed while she was asleep. They took a picture of her bare breast. Y'all remember that? Now, the jocks had the kissing booth because they were the handsome and all this other crap. And the nerds were selling pies. The pie was just an aluminum baking uh, sheet filled with whipped cream. Nothing special. This wasn't like my mama's uh, sweet potato pie. They were selling out like crazy. You remember? Stan, the head jock, the quarterback, of course, tells Ogre, the heavy, go get me a pie. He pushes all the nerds out of the way, of course, doesn't pay for it, takes a pie, brings it back to Stan. Well, how is it? It's good. Is it like, really? it's good. And he gets all the way to the bottom, and they're like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And what did Ogre say? Uh-oh. Stan takes the pie paint sheet, looks at it. It is a picture of his girlfriend, bucket ass naked. His response was, that's my pie. 
Now, gang, I know stories from my self-defense classes to where a little girl, and again, no details for obvious reasons, but let's just say the youngest one was in the eighth grade. A picture was taken of this child doing something sexual. Let's just say that picture got hijacked. Next thing you know, it is all over the school, all over the school. This child is humiliated. She has to move to a different school. That shit doesn't go away. And it's not like the the pie pick, uh, scenario. <clears throat> it's a piece of paper. It's going to wilt. It's going to go away. This is on the internet. It doesn't go away. Again, we laughed at it in the 1980s. It wasn't the least bit fucking funny, right? And one more in Revenge of the Nerds. Again, I've I've actually taught this scenario. It's fucking terrible. So during the fair, and if you remember, both Stan and I can't remember <laughs> Gilbert. Gilbert, no, Gilbert was the taller guy. Fuck whoever the other nerd was. The, uh, that one, right? Uh, they were both wearing similar costumes. They just had a different mask, but they were both black. Y'all remember? Betty, the head cheerleader, was horny. She needed to get a hot beef injection. Hashtag Stan wasn't in the mood because he had spent all that time kissing all those girls. Remember? Yeah, this is a nice story. I'm already depressed. So she goes into the moonwalk, the, 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 the ride. Stan was, um, hold on, Stan sees her go in there without the head uh, jock. He takes his um, mask, Lewis, he takes his mask, puts it on, goes in, goes down on Betty. Gang, that is what we like to call rape. If you have sex with someone under false pretenses, you have, she thought she was having sex with her boyfriend. Now, I've actually taught that scenario. That person that I taught was not aware she was violated. Again, this is not about me, but do you have any idea how shitty it feels to sit there and tell this person, I, I, I hate to tell you, but you were raped. And to see her face drop when she realized, holy shit, I was. In 1985, we thought that was the funniest shit we had ever seen. And it wasn't. Again, well, Robert, we didn't know any better. It was 1985. Like I said yesterday, you're looking at it from the wrong viewpoint. You're looking at it from different lenses. Like I said yesterday, Right? It was like, well, how, how are the slave owners supposed to make a living? First and foremost, that's not my fucking concern. Right? Sell some ass. Sling some rocks. It's not my job to tell you fuckers how to live. But like I said, in 1721, just like in 2021, no black person wanted to be owned, whipped, raped, sold off, and dehumanized. So when, he, when we sat there, and I'm, I'm no different, I'm no different. When we sat there and we defended these movies saying, oh, that was just 1985. I'm sitting here in these self-defense classes teaching these very scenarios. 
And you'll never guess what. Those ladies hate it then. They hate it now. We laughed at it in the 80s, gang. It doesn't mean it was fucking right. It just didn't. 16 Candles. Jake. Jake. Right? Oh, my God. You can long duck dong. We laughed our monkey asses off at long duck dong. If you made a character like long duck dong today, you would not get out of the pitch session. That, that, that scene would never have been fucking filmed. Are you fucking kidding me? I laughed my black ass off at long. Every time is, you notice what happened every time long duck dong entered a scene. It was that Chinese gong. gong. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. You could not make that shit today under any fucking circumstances that wasn't even my show notes gang i'm sitting here just remembering 16 candles but there was that scene where it, jake god what was it care okay so 16 candles jake the the main stud was dating caroline i believe her name was molly ringwald's character liked jake right carolyn and jake were like the beautiful people at the high school. Molly, of course, was kind of the nerd and the reject. Hashtag always thought she was attractive. That's sitting on some bullshit. Or again, maybe it's just my whole redhead thing. But back on track. Jake started to realize he had feelings for the Molly Ringwald character, whose name I can't remember. So, Sam, Sam. So, he decided, he, I think he, he could have fucked Carolyn that night. He put the kibosh on it. So what did he do? Boy, he was such a swell pal because Michael Anthony Hall's character liked Carolyn. Remember, he was the ultimate nerd. She was the pretty girl. There was no way in hell he could have had her. So Jake gifted it to him to gift it. Carolyn to Michael Anthony Hall's character. Boy, I hope y'all are keeping up with this. <laughs> they fucked. Y'all remember that sitting on some bullshit. He passed his girlfriend like she was a pack of marble unfiltered. She, at that moment, became a possession. They got drunk and they had sex. Do you remember what happened at the end of the movie when they woke up in the car? She kind of fell for him. Yeah, that's not how it normally happens, gang. Not even fucking close. Not even fucking close. Again, the 80s movies taught us that rape was not only okay, but that is how you get the girl. I hate this episode. Shit, I'm shitting on my childhood. So I'm going to shit on y'all's too. Come and get some. <laughs> One more before the break. Porkies. That, that's it. That, that, that's, that's the whole take right there. <laughs> Porkies was full of fucking terribleness. You remember, Porkies was a, uh, a whorehouse, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And those boys, everyone was always trying to sneak in and get a little ass at Porky's. That was the big thing. Oh, God damn. I hate this episode. But what's sticking out to me the most. And it's it, one thing that I am. One thing that I take pride in, gang, is that I don't look up celebrity nudes. I it, It's that's not OK. The majority of those. Hashtag Kim Kardashian is an exception. 
She released that shit, gang. And if you think I'm bullshitting, one more before the break. Look up the Lisa Ann interview. And again, right now, you're like, oh, who's Lisa Ann? Shut the fuck up. You know who Lisa Ann is. Lisa Ann actually did an interview on that. And she called the Cardassians out. <laughs> right? That, that No, no, no. In order to do what Kim did, I mean, even before, oh, I'm so sorry, I embarrassed my... No, that was professionally done. That was professionally marketed. She made bank off of that, right? So no, no. Look up the Lisa Ann interview if you think I'm bullshitting. But where the fuck was I? Ah, celebrity news. Like the one that bothered me the most was the Aaron Andrews. Aaron Andrews had a stalker. Aaron Andrews is an attractive woman. And if you don't know who Aaron Andrews is, she's a reporter for ESPN. This guy found which hotel she was in, drilled a hole while she was bucket naked, took a shit ton of pictures, and those pictures got out. I To this day, I have never seen them, and I will never look them up. That is a horrible violation of someone's privacy. Now, I'm looking at the clock. I'm pushing up on the 29-minute mark. You know the routine. Say it with me. The weasel has to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking cocktail. Then I'm going to come back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. Let's go. wrap up uh destroying all of our childhoods here i left off on aaron andrews when i told y'all i i I will never look at a celebrity nude 99 uh that happened to my future ex-wife hope solo if y'all remember that it's just that's not disrespectful gang that is mean that is absolutely positively unspeakably unmeasurably mean And that is exactly what happened in Porky's. So that scene, at least that I think was that scene, was when they drilled the hole in the girl's shower. Y'all remember that? To me, that was the exact same energy as the stalker, fucking uh, Aaron Andrews, right? That's that's not okay. That's not okay. And the last bit, uh, what was the gym teacher's name? Like Miss Ballbricker or something like that. And the short one, I can't remember his name. He put his dick through the little spy hole. And she had seen it from something else, right? And she's like, I recognize that penis anywhere. And she comes and Yeah, and again, in the 80s, we laughed our monkey ass off. No, peewee, none of that shit was okay. And again, I know I'm shitting on my childhood. I'm probably shitting on. Actually, you know what? I looked. So, like I found out yesterday, that 1% of my listening audience is in Russia. I have no idea how the shit works out. But the majority of y'all that listen to this, we're in the same age group. We're Generation X, right? It was like 45 to 59 is my highest audience. So, 
I just shit on all of our childhoods. Hashtag, I'm not sorry. And if I'm going down, I'm taking all you fuckers with me. That, all those movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont Hot, all of those, we laughed like there was no fucking tomorrow. Now that I'm knocking on 50's door and I've got a different vantage point on life, none of that was okay. Absolutely none of that was okay. So now that I've ruined our childhoods, let's move on to the meat of today. And the meat of today is Tim fucking Tebow. I'm going to belch. So here's the thing about my main man, Tim Tebow. That was disgusting. Contrary to not even popular belief, I don't dislike Tim Tebow. I never have. At work, there was a lady, and this was at, you know, kind of the height of Tebow mania. Hope y'all can still hear me. I'm messing around with my mic here. At the height of Tebow mania, it became just as popular to love Tim Tebow as it was to hate Tim Tebow. Right? And I was like, I defended the guy. I was like, you guys, you got no reason to dislike Tim Tebow. Right. And one lady was talking about she was kind of a not really football fan, but she took a liking to Tim Tebow. And at this point of the game, yeah, everyone knew I was an atheist. It, it, there was no hiding it at that point. And we were talking about it. And I just remember she interrupted her since she literally backed up from me. Her eyes got big and she just kind of went, you know, shook her head from side to side. It's like, oh, but you don't like Tim Tebow because I'm an atheist. OK, L- let me define something for you guys. Atheism simply, despite what everyone fucking says, listen to a fucking atheist, all right? Atheism is simply, I don't believe you. That is it. And if one of you fucks, oh, that's agnostic. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Nothing in atheism says we automatically hate all Christians. That's not true. And I remember when she literally backed up and she kind of shook her head. It was like, oh, but you hate Tim Tebow. I was like, no, I don't. I actually defended him. He's, he Again, Tim Tebow was not as obnoxious as he's been made out to be. And I, I can't remember if I put this in one of my videos or not, or it was on my podcast. At the height of Tebow mania, again, there was a reporter that went to go uh, interview him. He got in the locker room before practice was over. And he's looking for Tim Tebow's locker. And instead of looking for the name tag that said Tebow, he just looked for the locker that looked like a mini Vatican. So he found it and he sat in it. After practice, some dude walks up like, what are you doing in my locker? He was like, what are you doing in Tim Tebow's locker? It's like, asshole, this is my locker. It wasn't even Tim Tebow's. It's like Tebow was over there. The reporter said, Tim Tebow's locker room locker looked like the bedroom of a messy 11 year old boy. I think there was like maybe one cross or something, but it was like full of filthy hats and old shoes. Tim Tebow is not as obnoxious as people make him out to be. I defend his right to worship whatever God he wants. He, he actually, he is pro force birth but he is not violent about it the way kind of your stereotypical in your face Christian is. So personally, I don't like, I don't dislike Tim Tebow hashtag Freudian slip. I I don't dislike him. I don't, but here's my issue with the whole Tim Tebow situation. Tim Tebow by football standards is old as fuck. 
my rookie year in the NFL, uh, the guy who took to me the most and kind of helped me out the short time I was there was William Fuller. We used to call William Fuller Grandpa. That guy had played in the NFL since fucking Johnny Unitas was there. He, he was legit like 33, 34 years old. Now, in case you guys don't know, the average career in the NFL is three years. Again, that's probably if you're lucky. I didn't make it that long. William Fuller had played until he was like 32, 33, 34 years old. That is when you retire after a long, lengthy fucking career. Tim Tebow was 33. Yes, Tim Tebow is in phenomenal shape. I can't remember the name of his trainer, but uh, I do know that this trainer has an incredible reputation getting NFL guys ready for a season. Tim Tebow's in shape, y'all. He's my size. That is a legit 6'3", solid 240 pounds. The difference between me and Tim, I no longer have my football bulk. There's just a difference. Your body is harder from uh, doing those types of exercises. And if you think I'm bullshitting, I posted what I looked like. And there was a short video of me doing an interview. Now, my dimensions haven't really changed all that much. But my neck is fucking huge. Your body is just conditioned and shaped differently from wearing football pads. Tim still has a little bit more of his football bulk than what I do, but I'm also almost 50. He's in his early 30s. This is when Tim Tebow should be retiring after a good 12-year career in the NFL. This isn't when you pick your shit back up. Now, when I was thinking about making a comeback, I remember my agent, Rob, was telling me, and, and, and there's a saying, a football player's worst enemy is inactivity. I... It doesn't matter how good you once were. It's what can you do for me right fucking now? Tim Tebow has no game tape. There's Yeah, he's got rippling six-pack abs. He, yeah, he's, he's fucking huge. So fucking what? Right? It's what have you done lately? And I'll tell you what Tim's done. He's been a reporter. And you know what? He's actually pretty good at it. But he hasn't done a fucking thing football-wise in six years. Now, one of my my main problem with this is for the NFL, this is not a good look. This is not a good look at all. <clears throat> and let me tell you all the reason why. Two men in the NFL are known for taking a knee. Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. Of those two people, only one of them can get a fucking job. Now, here's the thing about my main man, Tim Tebow, who, again, I do not dislike. Tim Tebow was an okay quarterback. His, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a legit fucking athlete. And he's way more successful at it than I am. I'm not talking shit about him. But as somewhat of an expert on the topic, the football player, I can say this shit. I know what I'm talking about. Tim Tebow in college was a fullback with pads. Uh, Football was a fullback who took snaps under center. That, that, that rock'em, sock'em, make shit up as you go style of play at Florida worked out great. Not so much when you get to the NFL. <clears throat> Again, Tim Tebow did not suck. He did not suck. 
But his his talent just did not translate on the next level. And for absolutely no reason at all whatsoever, I'm going to hit a little bit of this strength. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So again, his, his talent just never translated to success at the next level. And here's the thing. He's being signed to a one-year contract not to play quarterback. Let me say that again. Tim Tebow is a quarterback. Now, when he got drafted, what, 12 years ago? <laughs> Fuck me. Again, Tim Tebow is a big, enormous dude. He was asked a decade ago, Tim, look, we just don't think you got the quarterback chops. Guess what? Hashtag they were right. But you are big. You are athletic. Why don't you let us make you a tight end? You know what Tim Tebow said? No. And you know what? I respect that. I do. I do. Again, I'm not bashing Tim fucking Tebow. But they told him 10 years ago, you are not a quarterback. You, son, are a tight end. He told him no. Now, if you guys don't know the difference, let me give you a quick breakdown. In football, at least when I played, probably can't say this anymore, but I'm going to say it anyway. We used to say you should put a 2-2 on a quarterback. They weren't known for their toughness, gang. They're highly protected, even though they're fucking suited out like Darth fucking Vader. If you fart near one near uh, without saying, excuse me, it's a flag and a 15-yard penalty. So on defense, that's what we used to say. Put a, put a fucking tutu on. Give me a break. You're, you're not a real fucking football player. A tight end is what I used to play against. I'm a nine technique. Tight ends and nine techniques are mortal fucking enemies. It's like mongooses and fucking cobras. They hate each other. My only mission is to pick up a tight end and dunk him on his face. His only mission is to literally seal me inside. I wish, gang, I wish I could play against a first-year fucking tight end whose former position was quarterback. Gang, I would do the fucking rock bottom, the people's elbow, the stone cold stunner. I would do it all. I would have punished the shit out of Tim Tebow. And again, it's not a good look for the NFL because let me tell you something. It, it, there are very few planning mistakes in the NFL. The NFL draft was literally just last week. They knew they needed a tight end. You go fucking draft one. You know what else you do? You fish the free agent market. See who's out there. Who has experience? This is not a good look for the NFL gang. Not at all. Again, two men took a knee and only one can find a job. Now, the other problem with Tim, other than he's too fucking old, coming back playing a position he doesn't know how to play, is, again, I hope I'm not insulting anyone. I'm just going to assume there are not a lot of NFL guys listening to my broadcast. So I'm going to explain some shit. The moment your name dries on an NFL contract, you cease to be an individual. You understand? You become a product. I, I was no longer Robert Reed. I became Robert Reed Incorporated. I was like Coca-Cola. This I'm not a lawyer. This isn't intellectual property. 
right? My body is my living and everything that comes with me is part of the product, the good and the bad. You buy Coca-Cola because you think it is delicious. That's what you like about it. But also contained in those 16 fluid ounces are a bunch of ingredients you can't pronounce and you just increased your chances of getting cavities. When you buy a product, you take the good and the bad. Now, in football, what you don't want to be called is a locker room distraction. Nothing will end your career faster than being a locker room distraction. Tim Tebow, now it'd be different, gang. It would be totally different. If Tim Tebow went out there, threw for 300 yards a game, three touchdowns, no interceptions, they they could, yeah, we can deal with it. But Tim was a distraction. Every single time. It got it, 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 so when I say locker room distraction, if if the Dallas Cowboys are playing the Washington football team, that is an enormous rivalry. Every single interview needs to be about that rivalry. But when you've got a Tim Tebow-like product in your locker room, now it's about Tim Tebow. It's about his Christianity. It's about everything other than the game. Now, again, imagine if you are his teammate. Teammates, you want to think about the fucking game. And instead, reporters are coming up and asking you, hey, how do you like having Tim Tebow on your team? Hey, does his Christianity bother you? And we're like, hey, hey, a- asshole, I- I- I'm a cornerback. I have to cover the best fucking wide receiver in the NFL right now. I'm thinking about that. Don't you want to ask me about that? Well, last week, Tim Tebow had uh, Galatians 325 on his, do you know what Bible verse at? That's a distraction. And again, if he was balling like fucking Doug Williams, they would have been like, maybe we'll, but he wasn't. So Tim Tebow was a fucking distraction. His production did not warrant anyone holding on to him. He was not a product worth signing. But again, two men took a knee, and right now only one of them can find a fucking job. This is not a good look for the fucking NFL. And I got to eat what I said yesterday just a little bit. Or maybe it was the episode before. Fuck, I'm doing a lot of things, a lot of these things. Urban Meyer, first and foremost, Urban Meyer is a slimy piece of shit. He's a winning coach, but he is a slimy piece of shit. Every college program that guy has left, he has left a slime trail, a a cavalcade. And if you think I'm bullshitting, when he was at Florida, guess who his tight end was? Aaron Hernandez. Hashtag he was an asshole. And it's not just him. At Ohio State, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, I can't. It was an offensive assistant. Urban Meyer sat on information that his assistant coach was beating up his then girlfriend. She's now his wife. Now let me tell you something, gang. It, it doesn't take a superhero to call that guy in and say, "Yo, I heard that you hit your girlfriend." Yes, coach, I did. Great. Go to HR. Your last check is waiting for you. Get the fuck out of my office. But it was called the culture of winning after the whole Jerry Sandusky bullshit. 
that so far as long as you are winning, you will hold on to those players and you will hold on to those coaches. And they said the culture of winning can no longer be tolerated. Hashtag the NCAA didn't do shit. Urban Meyer sat on information that he was uh, had a domestic abuser in his employment and he didn't do a fucking thing. I told y'all yesterday that the NFL is not a sentimental business. Okay, there's something I've been saying since I was a kid, and that is never say never, never say always. Urban Meyer picked up Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow was his quarterback while at Florida. They won two national championships together, and Tim Tebow won the Heisman. That's a good look for him. So he hired his buddy, Tim fucking Tebow. Again, two men took a knee. Only one of them could find a job. And here's the thing about Tim. Again, he's not a tight end. He's not a tight end. There are more qualified men to do this. And again, it, the, the fucked up thing, I'm going to keep making the comparison. Colin Kaepernick can't do shit. ESPN has hired uh, Tim Tebow, who again is a good announcer. I like his style. I really, really do. But he did this when he wanted to go play baseball. Y'all remember? ESPN said, you got a job when you get back. Now he wants to go try playing football again. ESPN said, we'll hold your job for you when you get back. And he'll be back. He'll get cut. But again, it's just not a good fucking look. Again, two men took a knee. Only one can find a job. And again, this sports is your hobby thing. Again, there is an exception to every rule. When Michael Jordan wanted to go play baseball, y'all remember that? He fucking sucked at it. He was terrible. Fucker hadn't picked up a baseball bat in years. But he's Michael fucking Jordan. By the time he hung up his high tops, he had already set the standard by which all basketball players present and past are judged by. He went and played baseball. He sucked. He came back to basketball. Y'all remember when he came back as a wizard wearing number 45? Hashtag I was confused. Michael Jordan doesn't wear fucking 45. And even Jordan said, I'm not the dude I used to be. But here's the thing. Half of Jordan was better than most of the men on the court that night. He was fucking phenomenal. Tim Tebow didn't earn the same respect. Tim was a phenomenal, phenomenal college athlete. His talent does not translate to the next level. But yet he gets second and third and fourth and fifth chances. While Colin Kaepernick can't wash dirty socks in the NFL. Bo Jackson, I remember fucking Bo Jackson. He set the fucking standard. Again, Bo Jackson is my size gang, 6'3", 240. He was clipping off four three forties. Y'all remember that? He Bo Jackson single-handedly ended Brian Bosworth's career. Y'all remember fucking the Monday night football game? Clowned his monkey ass twice. He took Superman's cape off and beat him with it because Brian Bosworth was supposed to revolutionize how we play linebacker. What he didn't know is that Bo Jackson revolutionized how we played running back. So today's running uh, football player, I have no idea what the fuck it is I'm talking about. But it was that toss sweep. Hey, what's a toss sweep? Grow up, kid. Fuck me. You don't even know what a fullback is anymore these days. 
a toss sweep. Bo Jackson gets to the D gap and fucking Brian Bosworth tries to catch him. Brian Bosworth looked like the fucking loser kid that no one wanted on their kickball team in third grade. He's fucking sweating. Bo Jackson is running a nine, nothing in the hundred. He goes all the way down the field. So much momentum. He goes into the locker room. 20 seconds later, Brian Bosworth finally gets to the end zone. Then it was like, uh, was it, it was like a C gap blast. Brian Bosworth steps up, tries to tackle uh, Bo Jackson. He got clowned. He was never the same after that. Then he wanted to go play baseball. What did we say? Okay, (laughs) because he was fucking phenomenal. Tim Tebow did not earn the same respect. Same thing with Deion Sanders, and there's a couple of others. This dude is getting leniency that, in my opinion, he has not earned. Tim Tebow is 33 years old. How fitting, that's when his Jesus died. Hopefully, this is when his sports career dies. This is not okay. This is, again, it is not a good look. Colin Kaepernick has been trying to get back into the NFL ever since he got blackballed. Tim Tebow did not do a fraction of what that man, Colin Kaepernick, I know, I know, I know he sucked. Hashtag he didn't. Hashtag go fuck yourself. Stop listening to the fucking idiots who don't know what they're talking about. He was one game away from the fucking Super Bowl. Dude was good and can't get a job because he had the audacity to say, don't kill black people. And again, Tim Tebow took knees as well. But I've said it once, I'll say it again. If you're belly aching now, you're only showing the social issues you don't give a damn about. And I wonder how long before... Everyone else starts saying, Tim Tebow, keep your social issues off of my playing field. Why can't you just shut up and do the job I'm paying you to do? You want to know why? Because you like the fact that he's a fucking Christian. That's why. Why don't you tell him to shut up? So as usual, gang, Uncle Bobby has presented a whole bunch of fucking problems. And in typical Uncle Bobby fashion... He's going to give you some motherfucking solutions. First, let me cue some shit up. Hashtag unprofessional. Tucker Carlson, shut the fuck up. Again, this is this is like target practice. Man, it is easy to tell me that you've got dead eye motherfucking aim, isn't it? When it's nice and calm, you can breathe. You can squeeze the trigger gently. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Let some shit go off behind you, right? Let people start. You're in a war zone. Do you really think you're going to be that good? No, you're not. Tucker Carlson sounds like a genius when all he does is lob softball-ass questions. But he refuses to get an expert to sit across from him to answer it, right? Again, how many people have died from the vaccine? I don't know. Call Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's pretty good at this shit. So again, I'm going to keep saying it, gang. Turn Fox off. They are ruining this fucking country. Next up, 80s movies. It hurts me to say it. It really does. Shut the fuck up. 
just because we laughed about it in the 80s doesn't mean it was okay. Again, gang, the exact same stories that we laughed at, I now teach against. Yes, yes, I am part of the fucking problem. I'm throwing myself on top of the trash heap. If you have sex with someone under false pretenses, you have raped them. In 1985, we laughed our asses off. In 2001, and I'm almost 50, it makes me want to put my fist to a fucking wall. Just because it was funny then doesn't mean it was okay. And Tim fucking Tebow. Again, gang, this episode hurts. Tim Tebow, shut the fuck up. Dude, stop. Well, no, you know what? Don't stop. You know what? I respect your hustle. I really do. And if someone's going to sign you, and if someone's going to pay you a veteran minimum to go out there and play, go ahead. Go ahead. But this is not a good look. So maybe I should say NFL. Maybe I should say Urban Meyer. Shut the fuck up. This is not a good look. Again, two men took a knee. One of them can get a job. I saw some asshole uh, on his YouTube channel talking shit, comparing the two knees. He said Colin Kaepernick was disrespecting his country while Tim Tebow was praising Jesus. Hashtag go fuck yourself. No, he wasn't taking a knee to disrespect his country. He was taking a knee because he didn't want to die, you fucking asshole. NFL, shut the fuck up. So I take that back. Tim, go get paid, brother. Go ahead. Live your dream. I used to have that itch too. <clears throat> Football's a great sport. I personally don't think you've earned the right, but you do you. You don't need me shit. Go chase that dollar. Go put your hand in the dirt. You're going to get choke slammed because you're not a tight end. So Uncle Bobby has held y'all long enough. Thanks for listening to me, Babble Gang. I don't know how many times I've said that. But I'm out. Gin and truth. Let's go. Thank you.